Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Great Lakes Sports Podcast. You guys are listening to Jack and Jared, and today we are going to be touching on some of the latest Lions news. Um, Obviously, the last game that we had against uh, the Las Vegas Raiders went well, didn't go as well as it could have. So on before we get to the Raiders game, I wanted to talk about some of the trade deadline news. Did you? So, Jared, first of all, you know, we got Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yes, a Michigan native. He is a Michigan native. Um, played for the University of Michigan, and um, we only had to give up a six round pick for it. I don't hate that pick. I think you know what we'll take a we'll take a wide receiver. You guys know how I feel about the whole JMO situation right now. That only progresses to get worse. And um, yeah, like you so you, you know Marvin left the team, so that's down a wide receiver. And I really do think we were one pretty crucial wide receiver injury away from having real issues um could have been pretty detrimental especially if it would have been Amon Ross St. Brown but what I wanted them to address is this pass rush the defensive end position specifically we need someone opposite a hutch right now and James Houston while yes he did have a great year last year he's going to be coming off an injury it's not like he's been playing football the last couple of weeks while we've been waiting for him to come back it's going to be a learning curve. He did have six, uh, six. No, I think it was, I think it was like eight sacks last year, actually. Yeah, it was eight. So what? So what do we? What do we do? We have, we have Sweat. We have Montez Sweat. We could have gone for. We could have gone for Chase Young. There was a ton of defensive ends, and a lot of them did get shot. And the one that killed me is you see Sweat go. So you're like, okay, supply and demand. Supply just went down. Demand just went up. And then you're talking, okay, what are we going to do? We need to get Chase Young from this Washington team. Chase Young's there. He's available. And he gets sniped, bro. The 49ers come in and give a third-round pick for Chase Young. A third-round pick. That is free. I, I get Brad Holmes does a great job in the draft, but... A third round pick. You're you're banking on your third round pick ability over Chase Young, who's going to come in right now and can take this team and help this team get to the Super Bowl. I don't know. You can check out the statistics on it. We still have a pretty good defensive line, but I think that was one spot that we needed to improve on because last game against the Raiders, we ran blitz, blitz, blitz. That was the only reason we ever get to the quarterback. And that's not something Aaron Glenn wants to do. He's not looking to run blitz all the time. He's not comfortable with it. And I don't blame him because we're out so many DBs right now. I think the defensive line would have helped there. What do you, is there? Are you on the same page with me, Jared? Defensive end is that what you would have looked? Yeah, for? I mean, and I think that's kind of most obvious to pretty much anyone who's even just simply watching the games for fun. Our pass rush needs to get a little bit better. Hutchinson has been good for us, but it's not been enough. And, you know, he can only be so good when he's getting double teamed when he's the best guy in the line too. He needs help. It's, it all comes down to the fact where, yes, if we're playing all the, our schedule is easy. We're going to be playing a lot of bad teams. We should have a pretty good winning schedule, but you go to top tier teams, you know, look at the Ravens, look at the Eagles, look at teams like that in that tier. Those teams are where you need another elite edge rusher. Yes, against the Raiders, we don't need it. Green Bay, we don't need it. Chicago coming up, we don't need it. 
But when we get in the playoffs, not only are we going to be wanting it, but we're just going to need it. And you saw that with the Ravens. And it wasn't like we just barely lost that game, right? They dominated it from the start. The game was over five minutes, six minutes into the first quarter. Lamar running all over. No one could touch him, throwing to whoever, to whenever. We we needed a defensive end. Okay, Chase Young. He, in my mind, I don't know if he was he was the pickup. Yes, third rounder, that's pretty cheap. But also, it's a one-year contract. So if you don't give him all that money and re-sign him, it's kind of a waste. And he has been hurt. And he, you know, like coming out of the draft, he his expectations were through the roof. Now they're not through the roof. Now they're just, you know, now that they're above average for sure, but they're not where he, where people thought he was going to be. And some people, some people even, you know, they don't want to say bust, but he just never hit his top potential. But what's to stop you from going out and trying? Who cares? It's a third rounder, just like you said. Yes, it's a gamble, but our team is good. We have an easy schedule. We're going to make the playoffs. We're going to win our conference. We need somebody who can help Hutch out. You know who I really wanted, and I don't know how realistic this was, but Max Crosby. That's yeah, who I, I that, that was the guy. That would have been like, the, here's the thing with Max Crosby. Yeah, it would have been great, but like there is a balance. I do agree a little bit with Brad Holmes on the fact of like, you know, we're not we're not saying f them picks yet. Like I think Max Crosby would have probably run you a couple of first round picks. He is that kind of player on defense. It would have uh, ran you one for sure. I think it, I think it was going to run you two. I, I I really do. Um, he's a he's an expensive guy. I'm not quite to the point where I would have been like dealing out first round picks. But like ideally for me, you bring in Montez Sweat. It'll cost you a third round pick, like he went for a second round pick, maybe mm-hmm. if you went if you highballed it right at the beginning. And then you go sign a guy like I know a lot of people are gonna gasp at me saying this, but you bring back a guy like like Sue. Sue, he's a free agent right now. It wouldn't cost you any draft capital, and you could basically tell him to screw off if he's not gonna take the money that you offer him. So like just having just dominance on that defensive line, it's something we need and I'm a little worried that us not making a trade for to better our defense is I'm worried it's them getting complacent and saying, you know what, winning this division is good enough. Getting maybe one playoff win is good enough. They really seem to be banking on their ability to maximize this team's potential off the draft, which is scary. But I think we go ahead and go right into this Raiders game. Um Closer than closer of a score than it should have been. We we won twenty six to fourteen. Well, but it, it should it felt like it felt like we should have had fifty on them. Right. If you were watching the game, it was a complete domination from the Lions' part. And then you look at the score and you were like, eh, it didn't really seem like it. But Gibbs personally had more yards than their entire offense. So that he did. Gibbs was a stud. Welcome. Way to have your breakout game, kid. We were just talking. I mean, more so JMO than Gibbs, but last episode was kind of like, a, what are we doing? And this Gibbs guy hasn't broken out yet. He really, he really broke out. He even looked good in between the tackles, which was huge. He's starting to really, really feel himself. Did you see that touchdown he ran when he squeaked that gap? Oh, yeah. And then the, 
that girl, that lady just hooked him right that, up. That was strongest crazy. lady in Detroit. <laughs> right in front of her husband, too. That was so funny. Dude, anyway. that was awesome. I wouldn't be mad if I was sitting there with one of my with my girl and I was just chilling, you know, and some the football player jumped up, not bring him <laughs> up too, man. Hell yeah. That so was awesome. I don't know if you know this, Jared, but the Lions did something pretty special this game. The Lions forced the Raiders to fire their head coach, forced the Raiders to fire their GM, and forced the Raiders to bench Jimmy Garoppolo. Those are three outcomes of the game against the Detroit Lions, boys. This is super exciting stuff. Goff, what a game. He had 272 passing yards. He did throw a pick. The pick was... He he should have been able to throw the ball away. What he was trying to do on that was throw the ball away. He just... It, he didn't get the ball far enough. The guy ended up making a pick six. When you have three turnovers... We, okay, so there was the pick six and two fumbles. When you have three turnovers and you're still able to win the game convincingly and win it by double digit points that is that is next level elite football no man i agree man it's i mean it's just like coming off of last year right like what did we do we weren't even we weren't even going to make the playoffs but we had a fighting chance to keep green bay out of their playoffs and we fought for every second and guess what aaron what was the outcome of that game? Aaron Rodgers no no longer in Green Bay. Let's I mean this is we're becoming a good team. We're becoming to we're creating narratives now. Narratives that the Detroit Lions are conquering and it feels good. So in on the just talking about the rush game. In the beginning of the year when it came down to the 53 man cut Craig Reynolds got cut from the team. Yep. How I want I want to hear your opinion. I'm bringing back Craig Reynolds. How's he look for us? Well, and the thing was too, me and you were talking about it. We were so confused, but and then quickly we learned that it was actually just a little roster trick you do to uh, you know, keep keep an extra guy on the roster. Yeah. So, they brought him back obviously, but yeah, man, I I kind of I've, you know, I hate to be like that fanboy, but I've kind of always liked him after the hard knocks, man. Like after watching him in that and how much of a dog he is and like you know he brought some of his family into the show and like i gain i have a lot of respect for him you know he's a little bit older played at cutstown have you ever heard of that college nope yep me either <laughs> you know it's probably just probably just like a high school stadium you know cutstown yep. if anyone <laughs> knows cutstown let us know because i feel like i know like a decent amount of small colleges and you know, I, I've never heard of Cuts, Cuts Town. I didn't even know that about him, to be honest with you. But um, yeah. Anywho, so going on to the receiving line, Amin Ra was just short of our of our parlay prediction. We had him at seven plus receptions and he had six receptions and he had that sixth reception about two minutes into the fourth quarter. And we're sitting there waiting like, Lord, please, just one more to him. But it didn't end up coming. He still had a great game, though. Six receptions for 108 yards. That's crazy. When you're aver- He's averaging 18 yards per carry. That's awesome. Sam Laporta had a game. Jameer Gibbs, tons of receptions. He was yeah. he was huge for Jared Goff. Jared Goff was, like, anytime he felt he didn't have his guy downfield, it's going to Jameer Gibbs. 
And it wouldn't be a Great Lakes Sports Podcast if we didn't bring up Jamison Williams. What are we going to do with this kid, bro? Man, I'm not as down as him, like, as you. Like, I get it. He's not, he wasn't worth a first round pick. Yeah, yeah. But let's not forget, like, this is like his rookie season, man. And yes, okay, that catch, that ball that Jared Goff threw, like, like, I'm sorry I'm defending him, but it was a bad ball. And you have to know, as a QB, J-Mo can't catch those bad balls. You need to fucking just hit him right in the chest. And sometimes he might not catch that. But you at least need to give him that shot. And you know what? He made up for it on that third down. Right across the field. Caught it. Ran a little bit. I'm not I'm not as... I think there's still potential, man. And I think that this uh, people's... Was it, is Donovan people's... Donovan, yes. Yeah, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah, man. I think that that's more of a uh, Marvin Jones replacement than it is a JMO replacement. Because I know you texted me today and you're like, it sounds like a JMO replacement. And at first, I, I, I did agree with you. I was like, it, it does. But then I kind of thought about it and y- you reminded me, yeah, Marvin Jones just kind of left the team. I we do We still don't know why. But other than that, I think people's jones isn't a high caliber receiver he's not he doesn't on the browns he you know he's probably only had like seven receptions on the year so far where he's we're not gonna go out there something yards yeah i mean that's i'd rather take the chance on jmo becoming something rather than you know coast on an old tire for another thousand miles you know let's try the new tire out you know it might fucking fly off might cost you a game (laughs) but I like the I like the flashiness still, man. And like I told you the other day, I was watching, I was rewatching Jamo's highlights just to just to help myself out with him. And there's potential, man. He's just he's just got to put it together, run the route, run the correct routes, my guy. I really do hope that he can put it together. I I, I just I don't see it, man. I, I'm a little bit nervous about it. But anywho. Lights out game by our defense against the Raiders. 14 points and seven of those came against a pick six. So our defense held them to one score, not even not even a field goal, one touchdown. Great game. Alex Anzalone looks like he was built in a cannon and built with a fuse coming out of his ass. He's running all over the place. It looks amazing. Tracy Walker, man, he he's showing us why he was a starter last year. He got to the quarterback too. He had fun with it. Again, it's not ideal that we're blitzing Tracy Walker. I don't think you're going to get away with that against a higher caliber quarterback or a higher caliber offense. But you know, when we get those opportunities, we'll take them. And then Aline McNeil had a come out party too, bro. Aline McNeil is the real deal on this defensive line. He's dude. He has been an absolute unit for us, dude. I am getting close to starting to put him slightly above Hutchinson and how on how impactful he's playing right now. That's in. I don't know if it's more me kind of being a little bit down on Hutch, you know, because I do. I want to see him go out there. I want to see him, you know, get a little bit more involved. But Olean McNeil, man, he picked up that slack that we needed and he looked good and Everyone I was watching the game with, they kept saying, who is that guy? Who is that guy? I'm like, he's a freaking beast. So lean McNeil, baby. Yeah. So everyone on here that thinks I'm just here to 
shit on JMO 24-7. I want them to, first of all, understand, I don't want JMO to be bad. I want JMO to be good for this team. Like, it's not like I'm rooting for this guy to be bad. And right. I'm hoping that he can take a page out of the Jerry Jacobs book because you know more than anyone, really. I was down on Jerry Jacobs. I was down big time on him. He's showed. He's completely said, like, screw you guys. I'm going to come out here and earn my spot back. And he has. Jerry Jacobs looks great. I cannot. There's not anything I can complain. I can complain about. He's getting reps in. He looks like a stud. Dude, him and Jerry Jacobs and Cam Sutton are. Very, or Cam Sutton obviously is a very high level corner. But Jerry Jacobs, man, he is a QB or he is a cornerback one. There is no doubt in my mind now. He has proven that to me over and over now. He is big. He is strong. He is fast. He can catch. I like him. And he he's undrafted. I too. He's he a spot starting spot. He's great at reading the ball. And then um, obviously, you know, Hutch had he had two QB hits. That was huge. But uh, let's just go ahead. We're we're going into a bye week. This team is ready to just go ahead and decompress, get healthy. So let's go ahead and do something fun here. I wanted to get your end of the season uh, record prediction. So right now, the Lions are six and two. Going forward, I'm just going to read this list off. Can I going just tell forward, you how many have... more? Oh yeah, no, no, I didn't know you were going to read the list off. Yeah, read it off. So, so left we have the L.A. Chargers. Yep. The Bears twice. Yep. Green Bay. Yep. New Orleans. Yep. Denver, Minnesota yep. twice, and Dallas. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say we're gonna finish the season with a total of five losses. So, so you think it's more than five? Yep. You think well I wow. I do not see us getting three more losses. I see Let's see. I think this is going to be a 13. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm, I'm, I'm going 13 and 4 team here. If we're lucky, I think we can go 14 and 3. And Who's, I know the teams? Is, Who's the teams that you're you're thinking right now? I think Dallas is going to be tough. I yep. think we drop one to Dallas. That was mine too. I mean, it's in Dallas. Let's give people the, the reference, the context here. Uh, the other one I would say is the one that's in Los Angeles against the Chargers, man. Those are the two I'm most nervous about. Besides that, we really have a cakewalk. You know who my Obviously third one is? Happen. Who? My third one is kind of, it's pretty much in between. So the Chargers is, you know, not not this week. We got the bye. Next week is the Chargers. We both said that we think that's L. It's in LA. I think it's, I think it's going to be a tough game in L. I hope not, and I definitely think that we're capable of beating them. But just based on all the teams we have to play, like the odds of us winning them all, guys, that's like it's just very, very rare and small. And then the Cowboys is the last, second to last game or last game of the season, and that's second in to Dallas, last. second to last. And then you kind of got a game like in the middle there, right? The Saints. What scared of the Saints? I'm not scared of the Saints. I just think it's a big letdown game in New Orleans, middle of the season, or it's going to be that middle second half. I just think kind of like the Ravens hit us. I think it's just 
it's not about the team. It's not about us not being better than them. I just think it's one of those letdown games. But hey, man, dude, think about it. We lose three more games. That's a great season. That's a great season. A Twelve, great I mean, great season. Twelve. Uh, let me see what I got here for the predictions. Yeah, I had a, a beginning of the season. I projected that they were going to have eleven wins. So I mean, your, your projections right there, and I think it's even higher now, especially with some of these early wins that we had in the beginning of the season. Hey, another fun fact for you. Out of all the teams that are, um, I don't want to say this, not playoff eligible, that are slotted to make the playoffs right now, we are the only, we are the only team that has gone against opponents that have a higher than 500 record. Does that make sense? So our, and you're saying at the time when we played them, or do you mean now? Right now, okay. Our our opponents are averaging higher than a 500 record, and no other team, no other team that is slotted to make the playoffs has opponents that are uh um over 500 as an average. That's an extremely impressive stat, and that's one of those stats too. That's like that's not an overlooked stat. Like that stat means something. That stat, that's a good team stat. We've we've won some meaningful games, right? And you have to remember too, like when we a lot of the crappy teams that we played especially like game three game four game five you know a lot of those crappy teams like atlanta was two and oh when we played them tampa was three and one green bay was two and one like those all those teams like they had winning records and after we smacked them they in a in a sense they they all kind of crumbled and really all the teams are like, look at Tampa. Tampa hasn't won one since green Bay. Hasn't won one since I think Atlanta has won one or two since. So I don't know, man. I think that those are all signs of a really good team and, you know, 13 and four, 12 and five. I'm happy with it. My closing thoughts here. I wanted to say this. I didn't know if I was going to get on here and, be frustrated with Brad Holmes or not, but here's what I want to say. Seattle in the NFC got better. The 49ers got better. The Eagles got better. Detroit did not get better at this trade deadline. Um, Even when you were thinking, oh, you know what? The Niners are losing three straight. Boom, here they are getting all kinds of talent. I don't, what I cannot have happen is in the playoffs, our pass rush is not enough. Like, if we lose a game because our pass rush isn't enough, that'll be what hurts me the most because we had an opportunity to get a defensive end for real cheap, and we didn't. So either that needs to be addressed really high in the next draft or that needs to be addressed in this offseason with a free agent. Right, and we're not going to have a very high draft pick either this year and people have to remember too that anything in the nfl past really the top 10 is a coin flip it is you never know what kind of talent you're going to get right and even in the top 10 like i would say you have a little bit better than a coin flip but a lot of these guys don't turn out and you know i bet you by in the first round by time we draft a defensive end because I mean, I think that that's obviously what we're gonna. That's that's what we're gonna go for. Let's be honest. That's what we need. It's very glaring. 
But at that point, we're because think about it. What are we going to we're going to finish what? We're going to have like the 20 something pick, right? We'll have we'll have like a 25th pick. Yeah. And there's going to be there'll probably be three defensive ends taken before. Yeah, I have hope, though. You know, Brad Holmes, he's a magician. If he he has someone he wants to go up and get, he'll make it happen. Right. But, you know, your odds are getting lower when three of the same people from the same position are getting drafted. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. But anywho, Uh I think that's going to go ahead and wrap up. We have here for Lions. It is currently 709 and the Pistons, uh, they went ahead and started at seven o'clock. So we're going to go ahead and watch that game. Um, thank you everybody for listening to the Great Lakes Sports Podcast. We mentioned in the last video, we will have probably some Red Wings content coming up. What? Question mark, question mark. Yes, you heard me right. Sounds like we're going to be adding some Red Wings content here coming up. So if you're listening on any of the podcast platforms, please leave us a five-star review. And if you're listening on YouTube, comment, like, subscribe. You guys know the drill. Thanks again for listening, and we appreciate y'all. Yep, peace out, guys. Go Pistons tonight. Go Pistons.